I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a stomp with a guest to take a little meander into her life. I'm so excited to be speaking to twice Sunday Times best-selling author and manifesting guru, Roxy Nafusi. Manifesting has risen hugely in popularity recently and is the practice of setting the vision for your life, as well as life goals and creating a clear path to actually achieving them. After hosting various workshops and lectures on the subject, Roxy decided to put her self-made seven-step plan into the form of her books, Manifest and Dive Deeper. Released in 2022 and 2023 respectively, these books are for true self-development that explore the practice of manifesting. In both books, Roxy guides her reader through her seven-step guide to manifesting, which allows its subscribers to confidently set life goals and achieve them. Roxy is a powerful voice in the self-development world, and I can't wait to chat to her to find out more about how we can confidently set and achieve our goals. Guys, I'm so excited to announce my new book, The Mind Manual. This book is exactly what it says on the tin. I have put years and years of work into this, making sure that it is everything it needs to be and more. It is the book for everyone. It is the book for anyone, regardless of where you are on the mental health spectrum. It's to improve your mental health, it's to protect your mental health and to make sure you get the most out of your life. I am so proud of what I've written. I've put it together using all my experience and knowledge using all the evidence that's out there and bringing together practical, real-world advice and tips to make sure that you can get the best out of your life. So please do make sure you go and pre-order the book now. I know it's going to help people. I feel very proud. I put everything I can into it and I've made sure it's the book that it needs to be. Pre-order now. Right, wow. Well, here we are. Welcome to the Stompcast. How are you? you? I'm good. I've been so excited to be on your show i actually asked like a year ago i was like please can we get on it well i'm so excited for you to be to be joining me today and we're gonna have a good old stomp a bit of a natter i'm quite excited to dive into um a lot of different topics with you but i thought first we'll start off with where are we where are we right now so we are in southwest london uh in a park that i often take my son to um, wolf. So it's wolf, yeah. So it says I miss taking him to the park after school. Yeah, it's like the best thing to just watch them like play, and it's probably my favourite little activity with him that's outdoors. Do you mean because of the dark so, and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, just because the weather is absolutely awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this very much in 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 January. Well, it, what is it? Thirty first today, so tomorrow we're into February nearly, which is my birthday month. So there's hope for me ahead. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I always look forward to getting out of the January because then all the sport starts again. Yeah. I love my rugby. And also, then you know, once you're through February, March, is like, right, the clock's going to be 100%. going back. And, you know, but I do try and still enjoy each moment. I think still, you know, even in winter, if you can kind of get out in the morning or get on the daytime and we're kind of like lunchtime, so kind of lunchtime walk, you can still kind of get your dose of nature, I guess. You just kind of, you have to work around it a little you bit. You just have you? to push yourself a bit more 
to do it, to get out, because you're so cosy inside. But I definitely think that it's the thing that probably makes me feel mm. like the most lethargic. Yeah. Is that like constantly being indoors. So yeah, even in winter, you need, need to get your, I've got my thermals on underneath. Yeah. And that's the way I get outside. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's smart. I mean, I, to be honest, I, today I, um, I, I didn't feel as energized to walk. I've just had a bit of a fuzzy head for a few days. You yeah. get that sometimes, yeah. I think. And I just didn't really have energy, but I was like, nope, come on, let's go. You know, you know, you know what it does for your mental health and I got outside and you know I was glad for it and take Rolo for a little walk and you, you always feel better I always think you never you never regret going out for a walk do you You never come back and go god what a bloody waste of time I hate never. going out for that walk even Stick. if you're soaked to the skin you think do you know what I feel good that I got outside and moved yeah 100 I mean I think there's nothing better in life than a walk it's yeah. just the best feeling once you've got like 10 minutes in especially and you just start to feel your head clear and you feel like, I just absolutely love it. So yeah, mm. I was very glad to be doing this today. Yeah, there we are. We're gonna, we've got plenty of stomping ahead. We've got a whole <laughs> hour and I hope everyone at home listening, wherever you are at the moment, whatever the weather's like, you might be listening to this in midsummer, get those boots on or indeed the flip-flops if it is, <laughs> if it is warm enough and uh, enjoy a good stomp. I think it's, that's the beauty is it doesn't really matter unless you've got a hurricane outside, in which case, please don't go out into the stomp. <laughs> You can pretty much do it at any time, yeah. um, which is which is beautiful. Look, how are you doing? How are you at the moment? Going into this year, I'm how good. You? you know, I think it's really interesting that we um, were meeting today because I just posted something on Instagram yesterday mm. that I feel like I'm I've just come out of this really rocky two months. Mm. Um, my mental health kind of it just really deteriorated. I would say I fell into an episode of kind of anxiety, depression. Um, I was just unbelievably burnt out. I lost all that kind of like joy and excitement. Just felt awful, crying a lot. Um, I've suffered with BDD like my whole life and it's not something I talk about much, but that really flared up in a big way. And it was just tough. And I feel like being in this kind of industry of like helping others and being of mm. service to others, mm. I noticed that at the beginning when I started feeling it, I felt like I was letting people down in some way mm. or that I was an imposter or, you know, I put this pressure on myself that, oh my gosh, because I tried to lead by example. Yeah. And then I was like, no, actually what's making me feel bad is not being honest about it. So I just, as I've always been actually in my whole career, I just really opened up to my community and was like, I'm having a really hard time. Yeah. And I know that I love when I hear people saying that. And you know, this is the truth. Even if you're manifesting, even if you're doing all the things and you've got all the tools, life is still gonna throw curveballs at you. And you know, I lived, my whole life up until a couple of years ago suffering from really severe depression mm. and BDD and anxiety and addiction for 10 years so it's not like I'm suddenly cured of everything it's still gonna flare up but the recovery is quicker I never get that sense of hopelessness that I used to get so there's always optimism so there's always that feeling of I know this will pass so the tools and manifestation and all these things absolutely help, but it doesn't mean that those times don't come at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling, you know, it was like one day I woke up like two days ago and the cloud just lifted. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just feel, my, I just feel like grounded again. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be saying that. Well, thank you for, for sharing it. And I think um, 
as anyone listening would, would say, I, I think the real power in your voice and your ability to help others, I think, is comes from a place of being authentic and, mm. you know, being honest. And, and actually, you're, you're absolutely right. A lot of the time, that discomfort within ourselves is that we're portraying. It might not even be about on a platform. You might be portraying to your family and your friends that you're absolutely fine. But internally, you're not fine. And it's having to put that face on. Mm. And the energy that it's required to pretend that you're fine yeah. is actually what's so exhausting of not just your energy, but also your sense of like, I am being true to yeah, who yeah. I am. And in many ways, it is those experiences of going into lows and coming out of them that gives you that, you know, like I've been there and you know, and like yeah. you have that like experience to share. For people that haven't heard of BDD, could you talk to us about what that is? Just just so, you know, people get some kind of understanding, yeah. obviously whatever you're comfortable to say. Um, so BDD is body dysmorphia disorder. Mm. And it is this sort of very severe obsession with feeling as though uh, you have like a deformity or that you look for, for me it's like in my head I look like a hideous repulsive monster nobody should look at me and there are different like obviously like with anything there's different extremities of it so there are people who literally won't leave their house because they are so convinced that their face is deformed and it is a form of OCD so it's like a obsessive compulsive thinking like your thought loops um, but also you can have like obsessive um, compulsive behaviors such as like constant checking or excessive grooming or checking pictures or comparison and it's one that I think that so many people suffer with but never talk about yeah. because it gets confused with vanity and, it's a it, really good point. and this is something totally different. This isn't a, oh, I'm having a bad hair day, or I don't feel like good about myself, or oh, I'm feeling a bit frumpy. This is a, it is a mental illness where you truly see something that isn't there, and you are so convinced that you are, you know, that you're embarrassed that people have to mm. look at you because it's that bad. And yeah, I think it's something that I still don't talk about a lot because I think. I don't know, I'm still on that journey and yeah, and it's something that I think I'm still, I still battle with. So I don't feel as like ready to talk about it as I do like addiction or depression or things like that. Um, but yeah, it's a very, it's a very real thing. And I think that in the future, I definitely want to try and bring more awareness to it because mm. I do know how many people suffer from it yeah. and feel so ashamed to talk about it. I obviously don't want to push you further, I'd push you at all actually from what you wanted to, to say about it, but I just, so that people get an understanding, I say this because I think a lot of people listening relate to it, and when you talked about vanity, I actually think the vast majority of vanity doesn't come from an ego yeah. sense of like stroking one's confidence and like, oh look how amazing I am, that's probably a fractional uh, proportion of people who look in the mirror and go, oh my god I look horrible today, my hair is awful, yeah. and I feel this way, I mean, you know, I, I grew up with a... Uh, with quite bad acne so I had very had a very real reason to look and go I really hate that but I, it took it to ridiculous levels where I was just like I'm disgusting my skin is disgusting I hated myself yeah. because of acne yeah. which was completely disproportional to the fact that I actually just had something there that was needed treating but it wasn't me it wasn't me inside and I think the way that I looked at myself was very very it was very dark really compared to reality if I should have been actually practicing self-compassion and being like oh you know not just beating myself up so I guess my question is 
what kind of things would you say to yourself and do you kind of recognize now when you look younger and think oh that is what that was like you know I was looking at that and that was quite unkind to myself yeah. is, is it easy to recognize those patterns uh, it is I mean for me it is I mean it's extreme self-loathing it is I am repulsive I'm disgusting I am hideous I'm so I can't believe I anyone has to look at me and the thing is it still flares up for me whenever I have to go on camera so it got really bad during my pregnancy I had a really traumatic pregnancy um, mentally I had really severe prenatal depression like okay. every day was like living hell like it was so bad and that really flared it up and they I spoke to a therapist recently and she was saying that uh, OCD can be a form of like coping with trauma yeah so it's like instead of having to process yes, of trauma yeah. you have this like obsessive thinking as like a protection mechanism and so I think I've had you know throughout different traumas I probably developed this BDD as a coping mechanism and then it flared up very badly after pregnancy and so for the whole of lockdown for example I would do these where I would do webinars but I would have my video off so I do all my webinars, um, audio only. I would like avoid and say no to like so many like interviews where I would have to have my face. But then I realized I couldn't do that because I really want to fulfill my purpose, which is to help as many people as possible. So every time I go on camera and still now, I have two days before where I'll have really bad anxiety about it. And for 24 hours after, I will be like, oh my God. Like I went on the rain this summer. Yeah. I, had, I was so nervous and afterwards I went home and I was like, I'm a monster. I'm not doing this. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to have a whole career behind the camera. I can't. You know, and that's relatively recently and it still happens. But I don't want my BDD to win. Yeah. So I keep putting myself in situations that make me feel uncomfortable because I know I get through them. And, I ref and I'm working so hard at really overcoming this, but I refuse to let it win. And I know that really what needs healing is the trauma. Mm. So I started working with a new trauma specialist. She's incredible. And I'm like, I will not let this define me. And I really want to progress, keep progressing in my career. And I will do whatever it takes well thank you for sharing that because i think it takes a lot of bravery to, to kind of to say those things it's a lot to share so th thank you for that and so with a lot of these these issues it's kind of like working out like what what has the trauma done here i guess you know i my anxiety and things like that became so much worse after my brother passed away and i guess on the face of it you're focused on like i'm worried about this that i got on today like i'm really worried about this talk or i've got to go and do this meeting or like my anxieties actually were mostly about very very menial things they were not about the perhaps the bigger things it was about the little things that really caused me a lot of stress and and worry and i'd worry about what people think and not to worry like on on the other side of the camera i mean like in my life was like oh my yeah, god yeah. what's my friend think of me and all this kind of stuff and it wasn't really that that was the problem. It was, it's kind of like that, your brain's way of pulling something in the present to be the issue. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? And I'm still digging into that now to kind of like go deeper to find out like, where does that stuff come from? 100%. I mean, I, it, I talk about it in a much smaller scale in the, my second book, which is about um, healing the wound and not the symptom. And it's really understanding and ha starting that conversation with ourselves about 
every time we are triggered, which for me is just every time that we feel like angry, upset, resentful, bitter, jealous, it, it's not about the thing that is presenting itself. It is about a wound that's unhealed within us. Yeah. And it's really asking people to constantly say, okay, can you just start to get aware? You know, and self-awareness is everything within this like healing journey. It's just saying, okay, if you feel angry because your husband or wife or girlfriend, or whatever, says something to you, can you just take a moment to pause and just say, what, what is that hitting in me? Usually it's hitting something such as, they're going to abandon me. They don't love me anymore. And why do we feel or have this belief that we're not lovable yeah. or that we're going to be abandoned? And how can we actually start to focus our energy on healing those beliefs? Yeah. And that's an ongoing journey. Yeah, and it's kind of, um, I talked in a post a couple of days ago before recording this about um, you know, how we can, our brain can really project situations to be something it's not. And mm. kind of, it's, a, it's something I read somewhere that I kind of shared. It was, so, you know, you go into a bar, you're with your, you're with your partner, uh, you sit down, you've, you've had a drink or two, uh, non-alcoholic drinks, of course, if you're me, and, um, and uh, your partner goes to the bar and they go to, you know, buy another round. And then an attractive person comes up to them, starts talking, they're hugging, they're laughing, you're sat there thinking, oh my gosh, they're literally right in front of me, like, flirting with this person. They come and sit down, they go, oh... God, it's lovely to see my cousin. I haven't seen her in years or whatever, or he or you her in years. And I mean, most people, whether you go, oh yeah, Alex, whatever, I'd never get jealous. I mean, you can imagine how that mental yeah. scenario would easily happen. And you have sold yourself down the river that there's absolutely, you know what's happened here. How dare they? You know, you've, you've right in front of me, yeah, how yeah. dare you? But it was not what, what you believed was the case. And you've got to question sometimes when your brain's telling you something, whatever the narrative is, do, is it just your thought projections are your thoughts real I and mean, one of the things i find fa have found in, over the last few years most beneficial for my own happiness is just realizing that your thoughts are not you you and your thoughts are not the same yeah. they're just a projection of something and half the time it's nonsense you know it's the inner you you've got to listen to not the kind of noise that comes into your brain 100% and so there's this thing I find often is that and I'm sure everybody listening will relate to this that imagine that you you're going to ask someone for a favor okay and you're asking your friend for a favor and then before you've asked them in that in your head you've already been like well what if they say no and actually I can't believe they're going to say no because I've done all these things to them and you start getting really angry that, yeah. at this imagined scenario of someone not behaving the way you want to behave and yeah. it's exactly the same thing and are they going to ask them they go yeah, yeah no worries <laughs> yeah. yeah when can I do it yeah. today now do you need your help now and you're like oh gosh I'd already <laughs> painted you out to be this difficult person exactly and, and I think that people are constantly surprising us because of that and what I really feel like I've understood and that's helped me in the same way that understanding your thought you are not your thoughts has helped you I really understand that the lens that all of us are looking through is currently like murky and it's murky because the lens we view the world is so is based on all our past experiences all our traumas you know it, we're not ever seeing things as they really are we're seeing them based on you know even how we're feeling that day uh, how we feel about ourselves and so for me this big part of healing and growth and self-awareness is about cleaning that lens yeah and you clean the lens by healing all those wounds and and all that and I then really you start like to see analogy. the world differently i really like that analogy i really i really love that one i really want to talk to you about manifestation because i know it's something that is a big part of 
what you talk about. So let's pick that up in part two of the Stompcast. So well done to everyone that's uh, done part one. Whether you're going on to part two now or you're done for the day, you've done a great job. Come back and find out about manifestation and how it can change your life. See you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.